believe it's going to be good for you today. Uh, I'm excited about every time, every chance we get to come together because, you know, God has, he prepares something for us. And uh, it's been our prayer today that each one of us is going to get God's heart for us today. Amen? And so I've got something special. Uh, I, I just, you know, I'd, I'd really like for you all to just be uh, praying for what we're going to receive from God today, but beyond today. You know, um, this, part of the reason why I, I desire for everybody to come back is a lot of times things that we're getting from God are progressive, and, and they, you, you kind of need to keep building on something. You know, it's like when you go to school. Um, <laughs> you have to do stuff every day, don't you? We got, we got our little six-year-old, and he's going to... Uh, He's going to Founders over here, and, man, they do a great job teaching kindergartners how to, to read. And part of the reading thing that they that is the biggest thing for them is adults reading to them. And, and um, we're supposed to do this, and it's kind of hard to do sometimes, you know. It's like they get home at, at, at 3, 30, 4 o'clock, and you want to have a little bit of time, and then they're supposed to go to bed by uh, 8 o'clock, so, you know, um, but we're supposed to read to them for 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, it, it's not the, the picture books like they're used to either. It's, it's like, it's like uh, a, a real chapter book with, with letters. And, and once in a while, they'll put a picture in there or something. I, we're just getting done with The Great Escape about uh, General, what's his name? And it's, a, it's about mice, you know. And, uh, but, you know... They say you have to do this every day for the next six months, and then they're going to start. Why did they say, I didn't do that when I was growing up. Well, for them, you know what? He's going to learn how to read better because he's, he's going on this progressive thing. Anyway, this is the way it is with God, too. Why are we supposed to keep the Word of God in our mouth continually? Because there's a progressive understanding of who we've been made to be in Him. That requires a continuance. We can't just go once on, on Sunday and that's enough. I'm so glad we, that's not all we get. You know, like that last song we sang today, I am not alone. You will go before me. You'll walk beside me. You'll be with me continually. Amen. So, so let's, let's be believing for what God has for us in these next few weeks. I, I want to get started on something today that, that um, man, it's amazing to me. Every time you open up the Word of God, it's like, how did I do without that? You know? It's like, I have to have this. This is essential for my life. But this, this is core stuff that we're going to be looking at today. And, um, you know, there's a continual battle. If you can see my little graphic up there, it's, what, it, what is that? That's a, that's a winner's podium, right? So the, the top is the winner. And, you know, uh, the next one down is second place and third place. And, and really, you know, our lives are a continual contest for uh, what's going to be number one to us. And I don't know about you, but I've chosen wrong before. Just because you choose something doesn't mean it's right. You know, the world around us right now is trying to say that they can define this as that. And, and they can say that, you know... Well, we'll get into it here, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But just because you value something doesn't mean it has the greatest value. And we can, if we get this wrong, it's kind of critical, you know? 
Investments are this way. You know, uh, uh, Luke was talking about that this morning. You know, a few years ago, if you would have just taken that same money that you were spending on McDonald's and put it into Apple, you know, what a, what a silly choice, you know. It's like a Big Mac or Apple stock. Which one am I going to do? And, and how many know that a lot of us got it wrong, you know? Uh, but there's something I want to look at today that, man, I believe all of us are getting it wrong to a certain degree but there's hope for us. How many know there's hope? What is hope? That's, that's something that you don't quite have yet. Maybe you can't even see it yet. But what hope does is it puts you on a path to get there. Right? And faith is what will take that hope and it will turn it into something. And so we're going to look at a chapter that we're familiar with today. And I, I want to say, God, stir my heart with, with the reality of this. Because... It's too important. It's too important, and everything else stems from this. Because there's other things that will occupy our 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 uh, metal stand, the metal stand of our heart. But there's something that that the word says is the most valuable thing there is. There's nothing more valuable. There's nothing that requires that. In fact, everything else we put our hearts into is nothing without this, is absolutely worthless. All the Apple stock is worthless. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a guy that's been considered a genius lately. That's, he's, 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 he's losing everything right now because he chose wrong in some ways, you know? When it comes to the things of God, everything that God wants to impart into our life, the most valuable things, you know, we can even, we can even get focused on hope and, and faith and the provisions. It's so good to, to believe that when we give that God's going to, he's going to honor us in that way. All of the provisions that God has for us, you know, we can get our focus off of this and even on the other things about God and they become worthless in themselves if it's not based upon this. If it doesn't include this. And everybody knows what I'm talking about already. So it's not going to be a big surprise when I go to the next page, right? But it's so important. This isn't, this isn't something that we can just assume we're there already. It's something you have to be pursuing continually. Something you have to be going towards continually. So I want to open this up a little bit today and just, just look at the value that we have in what God has given us today. We sang about it today. Oh, how I love Jesus. We were singing about the love that God has for us, weren't we? And we, but that's where it comes from. But man, I want to have that same love. It's not enough to just be loved by God. We have to love God, Right? But it, it, when you start to love God, then it starts to become something about who you are. And it becomes actually, you know, everything else that you can set your hand to, when it's including that, it's valuable. It's, it's priceless when you put this into it. What is it about that, that, that being that we've been made to be in Christ? It's the nature of God. And it's amazing in its value. So I was thinking about it this way. Who 
actually wins. And this is the deception, I think, that we have in the world around us. Because, you know, there's different, there's different uh, milestones in a race. You, everybody knows the story about the tortoise and the hare, right? And, and there, there's portions of the race when the hare looks like he's winning. Man, he's, man, he doesn't even look like he's trying. He's just floating through the air, right? And that's how a lot of things in our life can look like. It looks like, well, if you're doing that, then you're winning. But here's, here's how it happens with actually winning in life. It's what's standing when your life is over. It's what's remaining. In any kind of a race, that's what it is. Uh, when, when you, you know, these marathon racers are amazing to me. Because, and it's fun to watch those kind of races, because the guys that are really smart aren't winning for most of the race, right? It doesn't look like they are. <laughs> they're drafting. They're, they're going behind somebody else. And then they wait till the end, and it's, man, it's so cool to see those guys. They just, they put in the kick, you know, and then they start going. And who you thought was the winner, and, and they were the winner for most of the race, but that was wrong, wasn't it? <laughs> because it takes something else. And what determines who wins? Who's going across that line at the end, right? And everything else in our life, everything else in the world will fail at some point. And 1 Corinthians is so great about this. Um, it's, and it's cool because it's coming from a guy that is big time into faith. He's big time into hope. He's not really, you know, sometimes when we think about love, we think about it being a little bit, you know, getting in touch with your feminine side or something, you know. But, <laughs> but Paul understands that everything else fails, but love never fails. That puts it on a value level that's above anything else. And I like to think about this. If you can get this, guess what about you? You never fail. Do you want to win? Do you want to be a winner? <laughs> it's, like, it's like that first slide we have. And the winner is me. <laughs> if, if I'm doing this, right? If, if I, if I want to have the most valuable thing and, and I want to win in life, because you know what? A lot of times things that we're doing can cause us to feel like a loser halfway through the race we're already feeling like a loser and God comes along and he says but I put this nature in you and if you'll just do this you will never fail amen but where there are prophecies and this is kind of being spiritual here today prophecies they will cease how does a prophesy a, a prophecy cease we sang this this morning we uh, one of the first songs we sang was, I prophesy. I can declare things. But what happens to a prophecy? It comes to pass. <laughs> and then it's over, right? So it ceases. A prophecy ceases. And where there are tongues, and you know, that can be, that can be spiritual tongues. It can also be, <laughs> did you know there, there, there's languages that have died? Like Latin and there's some other languages that have actually died. And English, you know, it's been going for quite a while, but eternity is a lot longer than English will survive. I mean, you, you think you could pretty much depend on English. 
you know, in the world, you can depend on English as being something, well, it's always going to be there. It's not. It will fail. They will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. You know, I was, I was talking with Buddy. I mean, Buddy probably really helped me with this. But uh, how knowledge is increased and the rate at which it, 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 it doubles. He said it, it went from several years for a while, how long it took to double the amount of knowledge that's available, to what is it now? Just a few moments. It's just 12 hours by 2020. That's all it'll take <laughs> to double knowledge. And, you know, uh, you, could get, you can either get <laughs> depressed about this because you don't feel like you're keeping pace with that, or, or you can also go to another realm that will even be there once all that knowledge is gone. It's not going to be gone, but it's, it's insignificant compared. It's going to be, here's the thing about knowledge is it's, and you know this if you have a phone or a, any kind of device, is it's, it's built to fail. They, 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 they want it to fail because they want you to buy another one, right? So they build into it an ability to handle the amount of knowledge it's given on a limited basis, right? Does that make sense? It's built to fail. And man, these things, they can handle a lot, can't they? <laughs> and they don't forget stuff. Man, I, I don't like forgetting stuff. It's like, I know it's in there. Come on out. <laughs> Come on out. But all of knowledge will fail. We can't depend on that. People, a lot of people in the world today are depending on knowledge. They feel so secure in knowledge. But it's going to fail. In fact, all the knowledge you have is worthless without love. Right? Okay. So today, again, we're just looking at the value, at the significance of it. Okay? We're not even getting into what it looks like or what it sounds like or, or what we're supposed to do. Because love isn't, love isn't just a noun, it's a verb. And it's actually insignificant until it's put into action, right? 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three remain. So we got our podium there. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Who's the winner? All the time. All the time. Amen. What is it about faith? It's, it's kind of like a prophecy also. What does it take to have faith? First of all, you have to have something you can't see. You have to have hope for something, right? Our whole, our whole belief in God is based on faith, isn't it? How many have seen God with your naked eye lately? You can see evidence of him, right? See the wind. You can see this. Man, these sunsets lately. Did y'all just happen to see last night? I think God did, had something to do with that. I, that. That's just really some pretty cool artwork, right? But what does it take to have faith? It, it takes something that you can't see. It takes hope, a belief that it's going to come to pass. Those are the two things right there that you would think, man, religion is based upon faith, isn't it? But it's not. <laughs> it's based upon love. Because love, once 
Once faith is, is you, you get to see what you've had faith for, once that mountain's moved, once, once we're in heaven, we're believing to go to heaven, once we're in heaven, you don't need faith for that anymore, do you? Right? Because it's been seen. It turns into the realm of seen. But love never fails. Love just continues. And we'll get into this, but because there's always a need for there to be a going out of who you've been made to be in the likeness of God. And there's stuff about God that's amazing. He is love. He doesn't just do love. He is love. Amen? And if we've been made in the image of our God, this is the core part that really makes the most difference. Amen? Sometimes when we say we've been made in the image of God, we look around this room and we say, man, God looks like a lot of different people. <laughs> but love is, is the unifying element that makes us all look like God. Right? And so if there's, if there's something about God that we can pursue, what should be the most valuable thing? By far. You know, there's a lot of other things you can study in the Word. There's a lot of other things you can identify with. There's a lot of things you can confess. There's a lot of things you can get past the realm of just information to revelation in your, in your heart and, and, and in knowing God. But it's all worthless if this isn't included with it. Right? Are you good this morning? Are you awake Say, I am awake. And punch your neighbor and say, they're awake too. Yeah. Because this is the most important information you've had all, all your life. Everything that you've ever learned is nothing compared to what I'm teaching you today. Actually, not me, but, but the Word of God is, is showing us, right? Is that true? According to this chapter, it is, right? First John 4, 7. So, man, if, if you go on Google and, and, you, and you do a search, how many use Google? I'm, I'm grateful for, for Google. I don't know the motives of Google, you know. They might be wanting to find out more about me than I want them to find out. But, but um, if you go on Google and you uh, do a search for, for love, but especially and you might just try this, love wins. You would be amazed everything you get from that has to do with a certain uh, group of people that are calling love something that maybe God doesn't call it. it ha it's going to have something to do with how we feel about somebody. But it's not limited to that. We, when, when, it, when, it's gonna, when we're going to value, if, if we're going to receive what I've just said about love, that it's the most valuable thing that you can ever have, we might have to have an adjustment of our perspective of what love is. In fact, that might need to be something that's continually being adjusted. A few weeks ago, we talked about um, our perspective of what words mean. And we, and, we, and we said, you know what? 
when we consider what God says, we're going to have to have an adjustment of our, pers- our, our, our perception of what words actually mean. Because we've gotten to the place where we don't really trust what people say completely. And we can do that with God. We can say, well, I know he said that, but maybe he didn't really mean it for this situation. But God's not like that. When God says something, he says it, and it's true. And, and so we, if somebody's going to, if something's going to change, it's going to have to be us with regard to how God is. And it's the same way with love. Because we grow up having somebody tell us they love us. You know, Braden, our little guy again. I, I get so, I get so, I have so much fun with little Braden. I always tell him every day that I love him, and I tell him, I tell him he's the best boy in the world, you know. And for me, that's true. Somebody else can have their own opinion, but my opinion is, in fact. So then, then yesterday he's starting to get tired of it, and he said, "Papi, you tell me that every day." You tell me that every day. <laughs> but we're, we're like that. We're, and so he's starting to distrust what I'm saying. Can you see what I'm saying? It's like, well, maybe. I, I know you say that all the time, but what exactly does that mean, you know? <laughs> and people are throwing around this word love, and they, they feel like they can love anything, and that means that because they have some kind of emotional feeling inside that they they call that love and they and and they, and they say that I can fall into love and I can fall out of love and if loving you is right I don't want or is wrong I don't want to be right and and people have all kinds of perspectives of what love is right but if love is going to be this most important thing and most valuable thing in your whole life you might want to go to its source and not just trust where you've been with it. You know? <laughs> if you're, it's kind of like if you're going to go have brain surgery, you might not want to go to somebody that's just been cutting up animals and sacrificing them or something, you know? You, you might want to go to somebody that actually knows about it, that, that actually knows how your brain is made and, and <laughs> heart surgery, all these kind of things, you know? You, you, Really, be good to go to the source and find out. Well, maybe I'm going to have to have some adjustments if I'm going to value this. If it's going to actually be that important in my life, I might better go to the one who came up with it in the first place. All right. So, First John four seven. Dear friends, let us love one another. Why? Because it's a good idea in, in the whole world. It's, it's all about love. All you need is love. Da, 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 da. Well, if the Beatles said it, then I, I guess I maybe need to. I, I'm glad there's a better four than the Beatles. Then it's just a good idea. And I'm going to get mad if somebody, if they don't let me love who I want to love. <laughs> Seems kind of like an oxymoron almost. Right? For love comes from God. And everyone who loves, and and I like that. It's not everybody who has love. It says everybody who loves. That means there's an action involved. That means there's a decision involved. That I'm going to not just feel something. 
I'm going to do something. Right? Everyone, I like this. I can be there. That can be me. Hello, that's me. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Man, you know, you could, you could ask a crowd. You could say, how many know God? And everybody would, they'd want to make sure that everybody knew they know God. So they, they might raise it. I'm not doing this as an example, so you don't, you're all off the hook here. But to hold your hand up and say, I know God, is to say, I love according to this, right? <laughs> That's a big responsibility, is it not? It's pretty important. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. It actually says you're a liar if you say. That's kind of a bad thing to say to somebody, right? So, there has to be this relationship this way if there's going to be actual true love. True love. I'm sorry. I can resist that. Is anybody? Oh. <laughs> the Princess Bride. That's, uh, anybody seen the? I'll ask for our hands on the Princess Bride. Anybody seen that? Oh, yeah. No? Okay. There, there was a wedding in there, and this guy, yeah, he said, true love. Okay. Anyway, it was funny. Uh, 1 John 4.20, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. So, all the things that are so very valuable aren't, can't just be this way. They're going to have to be this way. The evidence of love is what is being done this way. And it didn't just say, uh, whoever doesn't love a husband or a wife, it says a brother or sister, right? It goes to everybody. And so also what, what's being understood here is that you have to be around brothers and sisters. I believe God actually ordained the church so that we can love, Right? And there's a necessity to be a part of a body where there's brothers and sisters that give you reason to love. There's an implication, actually, with, with love. Sometimes, again, the world's, the world's idea of it is there's no irreconcilable differences. That's when, when you are in unity, your soul, brothers and sisters. You, 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 are, you love them because they are wonderful. But the implication from the Word of God and from God Himself is you love without any reason at all. I'm glad that that, and this is where this is where this kind of relationship when it comes to love is revealing of what love really is. Because the more you really understand that God in His holiness, in His perfection, in His righteousness, he, he, He's unwavering. He doesn't put up with stuff that's wrong. And how many of us are perfect? Don't raise your hand on this one, you know? All of us are deserving of something much worse than we get. And why is that not taking place? It's because of love. 
It's because of God. Do you ever just wonder? We sang about this morning that God loves us and he wants to be with us all the time. Have you ever just thought about that concerning yourself? And maybe I'm revealing too much, but sometimes I think, well, God, I don't don't understand how you can really do that with me right now because I'm not really very cool. But when they're talking about this, when they're talking about loving your brother and sister, it's in, it's it doesn't matter which one. <laughs> How many have a favorite brother or sister? I've got I've got three older sisters and I have a brother, so um, it kind of helps when you have more siblings because then you can have a favorite one and you don't have to tell anybody, and it's just your own private little thing, you know. <laughs> I don't have that though. For all my siblings who might be watching. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, Hunter is claimed to be my favorite son, so, um, he, favorite child, yeah. See, so, and, and, and that's fine. I, let's just, let's all believe for him in his, in, in his belief. But, um, but when it comes to love, it's a different thing. It's not just favorite. It's not just like. It's actually, it's actually a a spirit that doesn't doesn't put deserving on anybody. Just says, no, this is, I'm loving because of who I am, and that's how. That's why God does it. In fact, He loves so much that what did He do? He gave. The biggest evidence of love is not a feeling. It's a giving. Amen? For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. That means it's just flat impossible. Some people want to say, leave me alone for my own relationship with my God my God and me are tight. We live in the mountains together. And we don't go out and run into people because that might mess up our relationship. <laughs> kind of does away with the hermit approach to God, doesn't it? It says, no, we're, we're, we're God, where you're loved by God, you're taken by God to his family. Where you can love Amen. And this action, First John, man, he's he's brutal, isn't he? If if you were actually serious about some of the stuff he says, you could really feel beat up a little bit when you read First John. Say, ooh, ouch, ouch. But you know, there's a there's a proverb that says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend." What are what are the wounds of a friend? That's when a friend tells you the truth, right? And it doesn't feel too good, but it makes a difference. It helps you to, to make an adjustment. This is, this is, our best friend is God. Amen? Our best friend is God. He loves us so much, he doesn't let us just stay the way we are. He lets us come the way we are. But he says, when you get close to me, you're going to change. Right? All right, this is good. Second Peter 1.10. Can we hang in here just a little bit more? We're just opening the door here, all right? 
Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. That sounds like a winner, doesn't it? That's like somebody that's succeeding, somebody that's never falling. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? How, how many would like to never fall? Man, I think I would win. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's talking about some things, doesn't it? It says, for if you do these things. Well, I thought the New Testament was about not having to do anything anymore. But Jesus didn't say that, did he? He said, no, you're going to have to love. You don't have to do everything else because if you love, you will do everything else. It's all, it's all contained. All the law is contained in love. Isn't that cool? God just made it. He didn't take the responsibility off of us, though. He said, no, you're going to have to still do something, right? Okay, Second Peter. So let's go back just a few verses and, and find out what those things were. Because when I was reading them, I think, so, man, that makes me say, if, if I'm not going to fail, then what are those things? Let's go back just a few verses. For this very reason... <laughs> it doesn't say, set back and just let God be God. No, it says, you make every effort, doesn't it? To add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection. And Man, I'm getting tired already, are you? This sounds like a workout. Mutual affection and love. So what I'm seeing that I think is really cool, you know, back in 1 Corinthians 13, it says all these things are worthless without, but they are priceless with. Amen? It's not doing away with other things. It's enabling them to be what they can be. Amen? So we don't start, he says, you do all these things in love, and you will never fail. Amen? That's pretty good stuff, isn't it? Shouldn't be discouraged at all. Should be given hope. And then we can put our faith to this, because you know what? You can't do this on your own. It's going to require faith. I'm going to have to believe in God. Help me with this. Right? <laughs> and he will. All right, can I do something? I'm just going to read 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to read right through it, all right? Read along with me. And this, this is in the message version of this, so it'll have a little bit of stuff that maybe you're not used to, but it's kind of fun as we go along. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm... Just a little bit good. No, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. Don't you like that? Anybody like the sound of a rusty gate? If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. There's nothing else that we can be doing that's worth anything in the kingdom if there's not love as its basis, right? If I give everything I own to the poor, 
and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr. Man, you would think that would be enough right there, wouldn't you? But I don't love. I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't, oh, am I keeping up with you? Okay. Doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. This is getting down to the road now, isn't it? It's like, I liked all that other stuff you were saying. It was like God and all this kind of stuff. Now it's starting to talk about real things, right? It doesn't fly off the handle. Have you ever flown off the handle? Man, that's not a good place to fly off of. You're going to (laughs) fall. You're not made to fly. (laughs) That's funny. All right. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Boy, that's so easy to do, isn't it? Doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. I trust God always. All right, oh, we're back to some good stuff. Always looks for the best. Never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Man, that's good, isn't it? It's challenging, though. Are you challenged? I'm challenged. Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limit. We know only a portion of the truth. And what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompletes will be canceled. When I was an infant at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooed like an infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. We don't see things, we don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it all as clearly as God sees us. Knowing him directly just as he knows us. I'm just going to put in a little two cents right there. Who's he talking to? Everybody. Everybody that loves. Right? It's hard to claim that if you're not a part of it. Right? 1 Corinthians 13, 13. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly, and the best of the three is love. And the winner is love. And I'm going to say the winner is me. It's good to have a good confession about this because I'm going to love and I'm going to win. Amen? That's why I liked your name this morning. We have, we have a, his last name is Win. I thought, boy, that's a good, 
It's a good time to come when we're preaching on winning. Amen? The winner is love. So we're going to get some more stuff going forward with this. This is going to be good. I'm telling you what, it can transform everything about your life. These these things that have, have just been given here, we're going to open them up a little bit and say, God, and I want you to be praying with me about this. Pray for me. Pray that I'll be able to reveal or to share it in a way that's from the heart of God. Because I can't on my own. I, I'm just, I'm believing God even this morning. This is a, this is a, this is an act of faith on my part just to share something. Because I believe it's what God wants to say to us. It will enable us as a body to be what we need to be. It will enable us as a family member to be what we need to be. And it will take everything that God has, has provided for us in Christ. It will make it come alive for us. Because if there's anything that's let, that is failing in our life, it's not because we're loving. Because where love is, we always succeed. Amen? Is that good? Father, we just thank you so much today. We thank you that we can make a choice, that you've made it possible, that we can, we can choose to, to come and to praise you. We can choose to turn from a, a, a world of darkness and to come into the light that you've provided for us in Christ. We're so grateful for that. Lord, I, I just pray that in each one of our hearts today, there will be a valuing of that choice. Father, the thing that you set before us, I pray that we would not make the wrong choice with regard to it. The most valuable thing in our whole life, in the whole world that has ever been, I pray that we would not miss it that we would not misunderstand it, that we would not mislabel it. But I pray that in each one of our hearts, Father God, that there would be an, a, an adjustment by the Holy Spirit that takes us towards an answer for our lives. You've made it to where we don't have to fall at all, that we don't have to fail. Even though it might look like we're the tortoise and we're not getting there as fast as somebody else. We can know who we believed in. We can, we can be persuaded that he is able to keep us in his love. And we can continue to walk in that love. Father, I pray for any heart here this morning that is, has not chosen you as their Savior. Lord, I pray that they would open up before you right now and they would say, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me new. Show me how to love like I've heard about today. I want to win on this earth and I want to go beyond that to, to live with you forever. And I want to avoid the consequences of making the wrong choice. And Father, if there's anybody here this morning that's not living for you, they haven't been choosing you, they haven't been loving you, or they haven't been loving their brothers and sisters, and so they, they don't really know you. 
Lord, I thank you that you've made it possible in Christ that by the blood of Jesus we can come confidently to your throne. We can find help. We can be fixed by your grace. So for every heart here this morning, God, that they've not been living right before you so their heart is, is condemning them, I pray that they would just take that heart to you right now. They would open up before you. And say, God, you know what I've done wrong. You know what I've done right. I just present it before you right now and ask you to make me right. Make me right in your presence now. I want to live in your love. I want to love as you've loved me. I know we have to be right for that to take place. For all of us this morning, I know there's anytime there's a we're exposed to the word. There's an opportunity for an adjustment in, in our hearts. And so I pray that for everybody here this morning, that everybody, we would, we would not let this opportunity pass us by. To be affected, to be impacted, to be adjusted by the truth from God's word today. That we're going to go on a trajectory that has taken us towards that likeness that we've been given in Christ. That we can love as we've been loved. And that everything else that we set our hand to, everything else that we put our actions to will not be worthless. But we, it will be flooded with the the riches of heaven <laughs> by the currency of heaven that is love. Lord, I thank you for that. I believe by faith that this has taken place in every heart today. I see people born again. I see people recommitted to you. I see everyone, Lord God, growing in their understanding of you, their eyes opened to the revelation of who you really are, affected by your greatness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you would with me, just please stand up. And let's just, just lift our hands, close our eyes and just lift our hands and let's just receive of, of our Father's love. Father, we just receive that right now. We would be totally destroyed and fallen without your love. And, and Lord God, we're grateful to, to you. And with our hands lifted up, let's, let's give love to our Father. Let's just open up our, our mouths and just tell him how much we love him. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you more than anything. And we, we desire to be taken, to be drawn into your love, Lord God, to a place that we can't go on our own. And so we just want to extend our hearts and open our hearts before you right now and take the opportunity as we're together right now to, with, with mouths opened in expressing our love to you, God, have it, have it be a release of our hearts towards you also. Hallelujah.
You are a wonderful Father. We love you more than anything, Lord God. And we desire you to have your way in our lives. Hallelujah. We honor you in this place. We thank you for where you're taking us as a body. In Jesus' name, amen.